The idea of natural hair isn't foreign to me. It's just something that I didn't necessarily you didn't want. want to adopt, so. I didn't want to adopt. Actually, we got some Twitter questions about something. And I want to ask you because you um, on a re on the red carpets for Oscars last year, you changed uh, your look, kind of. I noticed this so much. Do, do you find it strange that people comment on how you appear so much? No, because I'm an African-American woman and there is not enough time on the show to explain hair issues. <laughs>
you don't see, really see people in the media with dreads unless it's like Lisa Bonet on uh, the Cosby Show. But like that was the only other example that I would have seen. Honestly, I didn't even know what a weave was until people were tugging on my hair asking if my curls were a weave. Mm. She, they were saying like, oh, she has a good lace front. That's not your real hair. What is a lace front? So I had to Google it and then I still couldn't like, I can pick it out now, but growing up, I thought everybody had like this perfect hair every day and I didn't get like, I was like, what products? Well, how can I get that hair? How can I get it look, to look so good? And it wasn't real hair. And I think that's, um, that really hurt my self-esteem, honestly, because it was unrealistic. Um, very unrealistic expectations. And then I don't think people are forthright in what they do to make themselves look good in their aspect of hair. Like they would, if, if you can get away with having a weave and making it look natural, then you're not gonna say anything. Mm -hmm. And I mean, that's, that's their choice. But also when you're growing up and there's adults that don't like, that don't, they're not open in the conversation about, oh, this isn't my real hair or like, or things like that. Mm -hmm. it's, it's, it's confusing, I think, mm -hmm. at, at, the, at the foundational level. And then you just grow up thinking, well, if, these are adults and these are the people I see that look like me and they just decide to cover their hair up, there's something wrong with my hair. Mm -hmm. I agree with that. And I think that kind of like leads to um, the next question of what are some myths that you may have heard about black hair. So I think for me, like I would always hear, and I don't think that I got this until I was like in high school and I was around people who weren't black because I grew up in, a, like I went to an all black elementary school. So we all, oh, yeah, wow. in South Side of Chicago. So like oh. all, Fun fact, Chicago's very segregated. So like you have black people live in one chunk, white people live in one chunk, and then other people of other races live in other chunks. You know what I mean? Like mm -hmm. there's really no intermingling. Um, so once I got around older people, I realized that they you know, thought that black hair was dirty or unkempt or that there was something wrong with it because we don't wash our hair every day. And like, that's just, the way that it is, it doesn't mean that I'm dirty because I don't wash my hair every day. It just means that my hair doesn't need to be washed every day. It doesn't get oily. In fact, it needs the oils, that the natural oils that it produces because yeah. um, black hair doesn't produce as much oils as, you know, like white hair does. So, yeah. like, I don't need to wash it every day. That doesn't make me dirty. That just makes, it means that we have, like, that different cultural difference, right? So what are some things that you may have heard? Even a biological difference. Oh, mm -hmm. yeah, you're right. Um... I couldn't even speak on this because I think it was just like my experience. So as I've said before, I'm biracial and I was raised in a predominantly white um, like upbringing and culture. And my mom is white and she would try to do my hair. She did not try to do my hair. My, my signature look was a pigtail until like 13 because no one knew how to do my hair, including oh, wow. me. So yeah. Um, and then that just devolved into getting perms and then my hair just fell out and oh, it was great. So I think, I, wait, I'm sorry, I, I wanna talk about that. I think that's really interesting though, cause like first thought, I would assume because you are biracial, you wouldn't even need a perm, but like that's not something that crossed my mind. So like to know that you did like go through that process of having oh, yeah. your hair changed is With no wild. guidance whatsoever. That's crazy. Yeah, so it, it happened because uh, it started in middle school, so <clears throat> I needed a new hairstyle, like, you know, braids, two pigtails or a ponytail wasn't cool, and everybody was walking around looking cute, and I was like, okay, what can I do? Mm -hmm. I, wanna, I want someone to look at me like that, so 
Um, I was like, Mom, I want to get a relaxer. And she's like, okay. She didn't really know what that was. Mm -hmm. She didn't know where to go. So I ended up in like a strip mall beauty salon. Uh, man. Now my hair is pretty short, but I didn't know I had two like hair textures. I'm learning all this stuff about my hair. Once I had, I didn't have a hairstylist that wasn't white until like four years ago. Mm. So it was like over 15, 16 years of people just destroying my hair. I had no idea what to do with it. If I could find a hairstylist at all. Mm -hmm. I, I, I got to a point, well, I learned as a kid, um, there was these great hair, like, hair salons that I would love to go to, like cookie cutters. They would have video games mm -hmm. and you would like, it would just kid oriented, playground inside the hair salon. The one stylist that like did my hair, I don't remember what race she was, but she was so nice. Um, she left and then I was like, okay, I'm just gonna go get my haircut one day. She wasn't there and the reception was like, we don't do her kind of hair. We don't do ethnic hair. Wow. And I was like, what? Like, it, and then that just, that was just a reoccurring thing. And then it got to the point where I would call, like I would call beforehand and say, do you guys do ethnic hair? And they would usually say no. Wow. So I wouldn't go to a hair salon. I would iron my own hair. Mm -hmm. And that just got even worse. Oh my goodness. It just got even worse. Like, I'm surprised I'm not bald. <laughs> That's so crazy. And like thinking if that were like me in that situation, I don't think I would ever want in 100 years go to a salon that was not like run by, honestly, like Africans or like black people. Mm -hmm. Like those are the two kinds of salons I've always gone to because like you can't trust like a great clips. You can't like, you know, cause they don't know. And yeah. I, you know, I'm not, yeah. that's so crazy. Yeah, I didn't think there was like hair salons for me at all. So many people go throughout their lives being told that what is growing from their head naturally is invalid, while other people don't have to think twice about texture, and that's oppression. And knowing that there are negative stigmas around black hair not being good enough, let's take a second to talk about just how it got that way. It would be difficult to talk about black American history without talking about the chronicle that brought many black people to the Americas, slavery. Slavery in America took place in the 17th and 18th centuries, and through slavery and the oppression of those enslaved, cultural norms grew from the people who experienced the trauma. Though some sort of head decoration was an essential part of dress in Africa, slave owners would force black men and women slaves to wrap their hair for various reasons. According to 13.org, in some parts of the South, legislation was actually created that forced black women to have their hair covered. From the beginning, black women in America have adorned hair coverings. Some did not have a choice, but others adapted this forced form of persecution as something to take pride in. Today, head wraps have become a part of black culture, assimilation at its finest. Whether a sister is trying to look cute or keep her curls right for the next day, it's not uncommon to see her in some kind of head covering outside of religious wear. Beauty comes in all shapes and sizes, but at the root of the issue, everyone wanting to fit one standard of beauty is where we see the damage in our split society. Colonization and the feeling of an apparent need to conform with others to avoid discrimination created a different type of beauty among black people. America's first female self-made millionaire, according to Guinness Book of World Records, Madam C.J. Walker, a black woman 
revolutionized the hair care industry forever. She was the first person to make black beauty care into a business. With the creation of the hot comb and other hair care products, specifically for black people, it became easier to straighten hair so that black people could appear to be more European. Wigs, weaves, or relaxers, hair straightening has come a long way since Madam C.J. Walker's day. But some would say that the goal of wanting to look more European has deviated. Some may argue that though the original intent of using these products was to look more white, many young women will relax for manageability or use wigs and weaves as a style to protect their delicate natural curls. Whatever the reason, the hair care industry is a $106 billion industry, with the black hair care industry now worth over $2.5 billion. Thanks for the hot comb, but you can't untangle hair from economics. And knowing that the black hair care industry has produced so much money, what does that mean for the people in which products are supplied to? To answer this, we would have to look at the social trends of hair care. For most of the world, to be natural means to exist in what you are with little influence of man-made products. Dictionary.com defines it as existing in or formed by nature as opposed to artificial. Shrinkage, wash and go, braid out, slip, baby hairs, and even nappy. There is a whole other language that comes with being a naturalista. For many black people in America, going natural is a term that refers to letting one's hair grow in its natural state without chemicals, weaves, or coloring. But why is it that so many young black girls feel the need to change who they are and what they look like? Hair hate. So let's talk about our own hair journey. Mm-hmm. So, go ahead to you. <laughs> so hair is a very complicated thing for me, and I would say that it started out when, so my hair has always been kind of soft, and my mom always described it as being like cotton. She always said I had cotton hair, right? Aww. I know, and um, so my grand, so my mom and my sister, they always had thicker hair, and my sister was like the one with the longer hair. Wow. Um, so my mom didn't really know what to do with my hair because it would just come out of like ponytail holders and like it wouldn't stay when she would try to, you know, do it. So um, when I was in kindergarten, she actually relaxed it for the first time. And from that first time that I got my hair relaxed, I would get it done almost every month until I was, I want to say 14. Every month? Every month until I was 14, yeah. Wow. So, but it gets kind of complicated in there, right? Because when I was 12, I was in the eighth grade. It was toward the end of the year. And I remember I was going into high school with this, it's a new me, I'm a new hairstyle, <laughs> Don't right? Don't we all? Right, yeah. And I was always that kid that I, like did not know how to do my hair. Like, mm -hmm. because my mom had a, had other kids, you know, like she would do our hair, but also at the same time, we were also very like individualized to where like we could do it ourselves, but I just refused to do it. Yeah. So when I was in the eighth grade, I decided to get my first haircut. So I got it in, cut into this little cute pixie cut. But the only thing with that was I had to have it relaxed in order for it to be quote unquote okay, you know, in order oh. for the style to look good, right? Right, right. So um, you're kind of trapped in so that. So I was kind of trapped in that. Mm -hmm. So along with that period of time from kindergarten until, you know, I got it cut for the first time, my mom, she would always have our hair done. If she didn't do it, she would have it done in like, um, like braids. I got a lot of like, um, 
some kind of braid always i was always in somebody's house because we didn't <laughs> always go to a salon we would go to like the girl down the street that did braids you know and like yeah so i always had my hair done in that way until i was like in the 12th grade right yeah. so it wasn't until i was about 14 or 15 is when i got my last haircut and i got my last relaxer mm -hmm. um and ever since then i've just been like growing it out slash wearing like i went from wearing like braids to sew-ins and like um that style. Um, so I wore sew-ins pretty much the last half of high school, and it wasn't until I was a senior in high school, and I think I was telling you this the other day, that I even knew I had a curl pattern, right? Yeah. Which is like crazy, because I was just so amazed, and I kind of knew a little bit, like when my hair would grow out from the uh, pixie cut, like it would, it would be curly, but yeah. also on the little ends it would be straight, yeah, you know? Yeah, like a little... <laughs> Yeah, <laughs> a transition be like straight curly straight, straight curly, and then you straight. just look ridiculous. And you're like, what the heck? Yeah, so you just uh, straighten it again. It's like I look crazy. Exactly. Yeah. Um. So I'm almost 100% sure at this point, like it's all grown out. So I've been natural since that point. Okay. Um. But also I have put a lot of heat in my hair because I was wearing sew-ins and stuff. But now like I'm really starting to embrace my curls and like recognize that like they're pretty. And my sister work, started working for this company. So like she got these really good uh, products and she started wearing her hair natural. So it was just like a revolution in my house. Also my mom has dreads. So like the idea of natural hair isn't foreign to me. It's just something that I didn't necessarily you didn't want. want to adopt. Yeah. I didn't want to adopt because like I wanted to be like who I see in the media. I wanted to be like the Instagram baddies. Like I want to have my hair and my yeah, edges laid. It was like, really about being bundles. bad. Like you couldn't be pretty. Guys would not look at you if your hair wasn't like everybody. Exactly. Not everybody else's, but how at least the media they see, like that's what a hot girl looks like. And then they're trying to find like the hot girl that looks like the magazine girl in the hallways. It's exactly. not going to be me with the poof. You with know? the poof, with exactly. The like what's wrong with the poof? Nothing. We just think that there's because we don't see it. Right? Mm -hmm. So I got... $200 bundles in my closet right now because the last time I got my hair done was earlier this year, you know? <laughs> so, like... And there's no problem with that, switching it up. No, there's nothing wrong with that. And, like, I think that's what we're trying to say is there's nothing wrong with switching up your hair. It's just I think I got to a point where I became comfortable with it and I felt like I needed to have weave in my hair or I wasn't pretty. But, like, mm -hmm. that's not the mm -hmm. case. Yeah, having that crutch. I felt the same way. I would, I would be, like neurotic about the details of my hair like if it even if my hair was fried and dry and I knew like I was learning that I should just leave it a few days not iron it every day before school I would do it anyway because mm -hmm. like that was therapy I was like okay I'm at least trying to be pretty mm -hmm. I mean uh, oof, it was bad yeah so I think the the hard part about this is that I mean we made the we made the choice to do whatever we wanted with our hair, but it wasn't a conscious choice. Like we didn't have all the options laid out yeah. on the table because we just knew what we knew. Yeah. I mean, growing up and seeing, I am so happy that this, like there's a natural revolution of hair care and like there's more representation of all different kinds of hair textures. Yeah. Many young black girls know the tale of sitting for hours while someone sits behind you and changes the integrity of your curls. I know I do, and sometimes it will happen once a week. The term wash day may bring on waves of nostalgia as your mind, tra mind travels back to sitting under a hot comb and having to hold back your ear so you didn't get burned.
But what did this cycle of relaxing and straightening truly do to us on a subconscious level? Don't do this, but if you ask random black girls on the street if they'd ever had a relaxer in their life, a significant amount of people will probably say yes. And even though relaxer sales have dropped 36.6% between 2012 and 2017. The reason this is brought up is because it feeds into a culture of self-hatred when we need to move toward a culture of self-love. But why is it that as a child, so many feel the need to change who they are based on societal beauty standards? And why is it that societal beauty standards deviate that from people who look like me? Black hair has not been in black hands, but again, what piece of black culture is? Though you may see a picture of Kelly Rowland on the box, the fact are that most companies that make relaxers, like Dark and Lovely and Just For Me, are not owned by the people marketed to use the products. The biggest import of weave to the U.S. is India. These companies, they are owned by white men and women who profit off of the self-hatred the society instills upon black people. Think about that for a second. Not to mention that these companies that market to black people are not being supported by black people, which feeds into the narrative of black people not having a seat at the table that affects their lives, even on the level of hair. There's nothing new about this topic. There have been studies, documentaries, and even movies that have exposed the beauty industry about displaying the narratives that natural hair is not a good thing. Luxurious and full of body, thanks to soft and beautiful. Since my petition recommended Soft and Beautiful's no-lie relaxer and maintenance system, my hair feels, mmm, so silky. So luxurious. So soft. If you want a natural look that is easy to style and manage, try Real Hair Extensions. It's pro-vitamin for fights frizz, giving my hair whitewashing. Pop culture is riddled with mentions of good hair versus bad hair, and celebrities have spoken out about their own hair experiences. It's very rare to see black women in the media wearing natural hair, and in knowing about the importance of representation, think about the message that this is sending. If I'm constantly seeing a person who looks like me changing their hair or wearing it in a certain way, how would I ever believe that I could match the, the, that beauty unless I also wear that style? This does not go to say that there's anything wrong with wearing different hairstyles, but it does become a problem when a person feels entirely dependent on having their hair done in a weave. Recognize that you are beautiful with or without your wig. Equality begins with recognizing that there is a need for change and that that change isn't attainable just by asking for it. There are many things that we could get done just by recognizing that they could be done differently. It's evident that there are discrepancies in the way that people are treated on the basis of the way that they look. In knowing that, we would like to send a message of body positivity among young black men and women. Your hair is beautiful with each and every coil, curl, or curve. Whether your edges are sleek or not, they are beautiful. And the more people that realize this, the more powerful we can become. Thanks for listening to this episode of Hash It Out. If something in this podcast stood out to you, please share your personal stories with us by leaving a comment under the podcast or reaching out to us via social media. Don't forget to leave a review on Apple Music or SoundCloud too.
wanna hold